It's a hard reality to know you're getting older. Believe me, I sit next to Pat every single day, but we all have to go through it. And with it comes some aches and pains with every single step. But the good part is the pains are fixable. And one quick stop into Titan MRI will get you going in the right direction. There's lots of us out there that think we can just handle pain or it'll just eventually go away. But what you may not realize, you could be ruining yourself for many years to come. I'm telling you, go see Joe and the crew at Titan MRI. Their entire mindset is finding out what you need to feel better and getting it to someone that can fix it. With an average scan time of just 10 to 15 minutes, you'll be back on your way, carrying on your day in no time. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in Gainesville, and their staff has more than 20 years of experience in the community. And they've been so good that Lake City came calling. They've got a place that is perfect up in Columbia County as well. Even your own doctors are bringing their families to Titan MRI. So get in front of those aches and pains and tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you and then say it. I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. All right, Friday is here. Hey, everybody. It is time to tailgate. A couple of hours of uh, fun after the uh, the great students doing their thing on Friday. So uh, lots of local talk. Here on the uh, the station, and we'll uh, we'll talk a lot, have some fun with each and every one of you, leading into a uh, a big sports weekend. Jeff Cardozo here with you. Nick will produce today, and we have the great, amazing, muscular, good looking, <laughs> kind of fat, sexy voice, <laughs> PG here with us today. Howdy, sir. What's up, man? Got the uh, the old school logo. I like it. So you can check that out on Facebook Live. I uh, I got this at the Nike store. Austin Langworthy was having his baby shower. Okay, and we went up there and uh, yeah, yeah. And Spurriers, and then we went to the Nike store and they had these like fresh off the press. Oh, nice! I bought it, man. There so, you go. Got the old logo. Yeah, I love it, man. That's it's my favorite one still. Me too. Because it incorporates everything. It's got the UF. It's got the state. It's got the Gator. I like that one too. Yeah, good one for sure. I don't like what's on your head though. <laughs> But that's all right. It matches, man. It does. Everybody's in first place right now. But so. it, and and that's what's going to be hard for me, because now you don't only have Pete, you got Bader on the team. So and and I loved Bader. Me too. Defensively, his metrics in center field are like top three in baseball. Yeah. So you move Nimmo to left, have him play center. Another Gator guy. I told my wife Bella, I was like. Gator signed Harrison Bader, and she's like, who? I said, he's a Gator. She's like, oh, that's awesome. You know what I mean? So, and then they've got Christian Scott. Remember? Yeah, I know you. Pitcher, sure. And he just broke into Baseball America's um, top 100 prospects. He was always a reliever here, Mm -hmm. and now he's a starter. But he's pitching really well. The Mets don't have a lot of prospects as far as pitching. They have some good position players. but And then Sproat. They drafted him twice. Yep. So, um, and yeah, I was down at a baseball tournament. Austin was there too in Orlando. Okay. It was uh, in Sanford. It was like the World Series perfect game. And Sully was there. And I was talking to him. And Sprode had just gotten drafted. And I was like, yeah, he went to the Mets. And Sully already knew last year the first time. He's like, yeah, they're not. They're not. 
they're not signing him. Like, quick. And I'm like, <laughs> what? You know, because they took him in the second that mm-hmm. year. And they didn't even call him, and they didn't negotiate, and they kind of overslotted for the first pick. Yep. So they already knew they weren't going to get Working him. And they took him again, which I, they must really like him. So. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That's four. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Pretty, that's pretty cool. And, uh, and speaking of baseball, I uh, made a pit stop before making my way over to the studio. They start practice today, officially. They've been doing uh, different drills, one-on-ones, four-on-fours, all that kind of stuff. But today, the first official day of practice, so they start at 2.30. They'll scrimmage at 4.30, and we will uh, see what happens. Those are usually open, too. Right? They are, yeah. There was actually a lot of people there how starting can, to make their way in. How can people find out about the scrimmages? Just internet. Okay. Just yeah, Gator Baseball, Twitter's Twitter? posting it. And there you go. So. TikTok. I find it. I just Instagram, all that good stuff. Sometimes it's so much it gets confusing. It is. Right? But Twitter. Lot. Twitter. I'm getting much more into X. Nice. You're, you're starting to say that? Yeah. Okay. I still say tweet, but yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to get Yeah, used. you can't say I sent out an X. Yeah, that's weird, man. It I wish you wouldn't have named it X, but it is great for sports. It is. It's the best. So I'll get my news. Media. Yeah. No, I can see that. But what did well, you, it's, you're probably, it's weird for you because you're backing off a couple of Xs. You're used to watching the, the triple X stuff. <laughs> the computer might pick that up, so that's why I'm not doing that. But I don't know. Um, you, have you watched any of the freshmen? Obviously, you did in the fall. Yeah, a little bit in the fall. Um, there'll, there'll be some that'll contribute, especially on the mound. Yes. And you'll see one starting on Saturdays, which this dude throws like 97, 98 as a freshman. He's from Georgia. Yep. And you think about it, it's like, how the hell did that kid get to school? Throwing 98. But then you also think about, I mean, you know it. With, with JJ and, you know, the going through the process, you look at some of these ballparks, like, it's almost dumb not to go to school now mm-hmm. because of all the things that you can get, all the, well, I mean, the travel's way better instead of riding a bus in Amarillo, Texas somewhere and for with a bunch of Spanish kids that can't even speak English on your bus. Totally. You know, things like that. And you, you get a, you get the trainer, you get meals. You get academic advisors, you know, all this stuff. So I think more and more you're going to start to see, especially kids good enough to, to go into the SEC, that like even if they're offered $1.52 million, it's almost worth it to come to school now, especially with NIL. Yep. I, so. I 100% agree with that. And the nutrition is a big portion because a lot of times you're riding these buses – you know, leaving Tupelo and then getting to Hattiesburg yeah. at two in the morning, and you're eating gas station food. Sure, I've talked to guys that have played the most. Oh, yeah. You probably know a bunch, obviously, and it, it's just not healthy. I mean, but you're doing what you got to do. You're trying to make the professional, you know, yep. ranks. But here, and in, if you notice too, with NIL, especially in the Power Five stuff, SEC, ACC, I mean, they're 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 getting a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, quarter million. Yeah. What does Skeens get? Fifty, I think. That's it. Yeah, that was the beginning. Was, they're, yeah. get, they're getting they're seeing way, way more, more now. Yeah, Tennessee gave the kid that the Gators wanted one fifty. Yeah. So. And he's not skiing. I mean, we pretty much knew he was a top three yeah. pick. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I can't remember what's that pitcher's name, the freshman that's going to be uh, making uh, Luke McNeely. Yes. Yeah. I've watched some clips on him. He he is, and they're all huge. They're big guys. Yeah. Florida recruits big dudes. Yeah. They're he, anybody that gets off the bus, you're like, oh. Crap. Except for Curlin. Yeah, he's a little, little dude. All right, well, speaking of uh, big dudes that love baseball, you, uh, I think this is uh, a nice surprise here. You'll see this guy riling up everybody right behind home plate. Kyle, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up, Jeff? How you doing today, buddy? Awesome. 
Hey, I'm on my way to the scrimmage right now, and I just had a couple baseball questions for you. Okay. Uh, number one, do you have any status updates? Speaking of big dudes, on Pierce Coppola, he just reminds me of A.J. Puck with his frame. And then the second question is, are there any major rule updates going into the spring? Um, good questions. Uh, as far as Pierce, so he had uh, Tommy John, but he, luckily it was like midway through the season last year. So the plan is to try to have him ready by SEC play. So he won't be ready to start the season. Um, but imagine that. I mean, what if McNeely struggles or you know Fisher, they need him back in the bullpen or something, and Cags is tearing it up, and then you say, okay, well, we can get Capola in there. Um, you know, it'd be a great addition to the rotation. If not, somebody can get a lot of outs from the other uh, left side with that funky motion. You just want to see him healthy. I mean, this is a dude that started week one as a freshman, was nasty that day, and then we haven't seen him since because he's been hurt for a couple of years. So there's that. Um, and then as far as rule changes, no, they're tinkering more with the clock. I think there's a couple of things there with the pitch clock and, and how they're utilizing that. Um, but I haven't uh, dive into too much of that stuff yet. Okay, and then uh, can I ask one more question, sure. baseball-related? What's the feeling on Dale Thomas? Because it seems like we might be taking a little bit step back defensively at third base with the loss of Halter. Sure. But it seems like, you know, Dale's offense might be a little bit more advanced than Colby was. So what's the ceiling on him? And do you think he's one of those guys, kind of like Josh Rivera last year, where he goes, the team goes as he goes? Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's, that's a great question, Kyle. And somebody asked me the other day about him, and I said, you know, he's he's really – like the guy that you need, like because you, you don't have Ryapel anymore to mf people and get on them and stir stuff <laughs> up, but that's exactly what what Dale Thomas is going to do for you. So you lose a leader like that, but then Dale's a guy that's really infectious to be around when when he's in the lineup when he's going well. I mean, he hit a homer at Kentucky last year, a pinch hit, and, and it was such a huge homer. But I mean, that dude's just pumping his fist, running around the bases. He's doing all these things and. He just he's like an igniter, and you know, I think you need that a part of this team because, to be honest, there's a lot of guys that aren't like that. I mean, Robertson's not like that. Evans is not like that. Shelnut's really quiet. Curlin doesn't say anything. Um, you know, Shelton, the, the transfer from Alabama, is a little that way. Cags is just going to do it with his bat, but he's not going to get up in anybody's face or anything like that. Heyman's very quiet, so it's nice to have somebody like that, and I totally agree with you. Like, he's not going to nearly make the plays that Halter will, but he almost won the shortstop job. It was him or Helton and or Shelton, and they ended up moving Dale over to third because um, you know I think they just they, they thought that that would fit a little bit better. But he will definitely be better offensively, and I think you, you need that certainly because you know you lose Rivera and you lose Langford, of course. So uh, that that offense will be pretty good. Yeah, well, if the dugout's clear, that's the first guy I want out there because he's got that dog in him. Thank oh yeah, you very much. See you in twenty-one days. All right, man. Yeah, stay a dog in the stands. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's a guy. If he, if you watch some of the uh, the videos or you know stuff, he's the big dude right behind home plate, and he's leading the charge, and he's yelling and screaming at the I umpires. Do know, I do know. That yeah, is. I like that dude, man. We need more of that. We over do. There. We need I feel more like, like getting on the other team. McKeithen had more traditions in that way. They had that little group. Sure. Yeah, and then I just it's, it's a little quieter yep. here at the new park, maybe because it's so comfortable. Yeah. So we need more of him. Um, the kid that went to Stoneman Douglas. Uh, that Christian they were, Rodriguez. They were worried about losing him in the draft. They kept him. Where does he fit in? He I think, just had a Tommy John, actually. That's right. So, I yeah. did read that. Yeah, so okay. he's out. Um, and, you know, it hurts a little bit because they had actually talked about him being the closer because he was that good. He's got a nasty <laughs> changeup. He was a player of the year in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. 
his earn run average point six nine. Like he was just lights out. Big school for a really good team. Yeah, on playing everybody. Yeah. That's where um uh coach uh, Coach Hoff. Hoffman. Yeah, has a bunch of guys. Yeah. So um yeah, they uh they're gonna they're gonna miss him. But yeah, he uh I think he just he threw so much in high school because they, mm-hmm. they needed him and I think it just finally wore down. Um and, and then that's gonna force Neely now back into the closers role. Which I know they well, he wanted to start probably. He, sure. And then do you like that? Do you like him? I do. I, I mean he he doesn't. Yeah. You know, he wants to be a starter for image purposes and draft status and all that other stuff. But if Florida's gonna be good, then Neely needs to be good mm-hmm. at, on the back end and he needs to close. They've got enough guys that can do everything else, but I'd rather take my chances with Neely at the end of the game than just about anybody else on that roster. So that'll be good for him for sure. So very deep in the in the pitching. Yeah, and that's where I think, you know, last year there were times where they didn't pitch well, and guys like Fisher Jamison and Blake Purnell that should have been pretty good out of the bullpen weren't, and you had to rely on then some other guys and they weren't doing anything, and a couple of guys that weren't really any good in the bullpen they ended up transferring. A couple went to UCF, so they now have some dudes that, especially when you throw in some of the freshmen that are. Capable of being really, really good and getting a lot of outs. Tejada, he went where FSU. Yep, he sucked. Yeah, he had a big body though. He, he did. Was huge man. Threw threw pretty hard. Yeah, just couldn't throw strikes. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was at the Capola game too. That yeah, was, that was a while ago. Was that three years ago? Two years ago. That was two. First first weekend. Yeah. And he was walking kind of ginger then. Something was off. Well, I mean, he's bad back. Yeah, you know all about yeah. back. And he had the surgery later. Yeah. So, but he's he's not a hundred percent now. No, he's just starting to get back into it. Okay, throwing. So he'll be ready, hopefully by SEC play. Nice. And see what happens. All right, SEC play's got Georgia coming to town, so we'll talk some hoops with that. Mike White and crew. Uh, Chris Harry will probably join us at some point in the second hour, like he usually does. So we'll talk uh, about that. But we got PG here, and we'll talk some NIL, and certainly. A lot of other things that are going on in the football world. We'll take a break, open up the Titan MRI hotline, and get after it here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, this is Haley Hurst. The number eight Florida gymnastics team will face the number six Alabama team in front of a sold-out arena at the O'Connell Center tonight. Georgia has finished second to Florida in the last two SEC championship meets. The Gators hope to continue that winning streak. The Gators track and field program began competition today on the road at Arkansas in the Razorback Invitational. 54 Gators are featured in today's and Saturday's event. More in Gators sports, the men's basketball team will take on the Georgia Bulldogs at home Saturday. Florida's coming off back-to-back wins against Missouri and Mississippi State. They look for their third straight win. Live coverage will begin right here at 1130. In local high school boys basketball, the view holds Bobcats will face the Hawthorne Hornets. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Haley Hurst. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card. Will be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck. We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks. Get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. 
You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself, and I gave him a call, and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Florida Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Last night, she said. All right, Jeff and PG back with you today. Haven't heard from Duels, so uh, hopefully he's all right. Made it through uh, his 73rd surgery today. <laughs> 
I think he's got two this week. Yeah. Man. A lot going on, but hopefully he's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, uh, my new job the other day, I was over at the uh, the HVC, like across from Shans. Uh-huh. And I'm just down on the first floor. I'm talking to some people. I got like a suit jacket on, looking all fancy and strolling in. The thing is duels. <laughs> the hell are you doing here? Pre-op. Like, you're all messed up. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah, hopefully he's all right. Good to uh, go. Um, I know you guys probably talked about it yesterday, but Asa Turner. Um, oh yeah, is that how you say it? Asa, Asa, I Asa, think. Yep. Asa. It's funny. I was gonna. I wanted to, before I forgot this. I was watching the semifinal game um, with you mm-hmm. actually, and I remember watching him thinking. I don't know if I said it out loud, but I was like, "Man, that would be a guy that would fit in really well with the Gators." So when I saw they were after him, and I guess Will Harris, the new secondary coach, has a relationship. Yeah, was his primary recruiter at Washington. When yep. He was there. And then I saw the links, and then now he's committed, and like that's huge. I think, and he's tall, six mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a big pickup. I, and he, these last couple of weeks have certainly been really good and, and much better. And I think that was the hope because, and I know you listen when, when you're not in here, but there were, there was a lot of negativity, and certainly everybody going out everywhere else, and mm-hmm. Florida not being able to get some guys, but. Yeah, you get a couple of big names, especially on the defensive side of the ball where Florida really needs it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's It looks like it's going to be all right. It just I, – I was getting down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm backing off and I'm kind of looking at the whole thing. Because, you know, I even called and talked to you about it. Like, on three had Florida at like 45 in the transfer portal. And yep. I think 247 had them in like the 60s. And I know it's rankings and what does that mean, but – it just felt like they weren't in on these really big guys that were coming available and, and like you just feel like the team needs talent and it just and you're not even in it. And that's what's like like you would watch again going back through Twitter or any kind of social media when it would get posted, be like, Oh, this guy from Alabama's in the portal, mm-hmm. this guy from Texas in the portal and then you almost don't even pay attention because you know that Florida wasn't gonna get that type of that's individual. What I'm saying, and that's where, it, yeah, that's where it got bad. And some of those guys, the a bunch of the Georgia transfers were down to Florida and Georgia out of high school, and mm-hmm. now they're only some of them are still freshmen because they didn't really use the eligibility. They're sophomores, and they were four high fours. Some were five stars, and I'm thinking, and and you know maybe the Gators have a chance. Walter Nolan was another one yep. that the Gators were real in on. Lost him to A and M, and. He wound up going to Old Miss. They're putting a lot of money into the portal, mm-hmm. Old Miss. Um, but it just there was guys that were real high on Florida in positions of need. Florida, I felt like had spots. They liked the school because they wouldn't have come down to finalists. Sure. And then there's just no chatter. Yeah. And then you know you kind of, you start hearing about some of the NIL budget and how we got to up that as a as a group. Um, and you know some of the ways they're trying to do that. But I, I think that's the problem, and that they're addressing it. Mm-hmm. But as they're addressing it, I'm less – I'm taking a step back, and I'm actually like, okay, they are acquiring talent. The the Grimsley, um, that was also – Will Harris has come in here and done a good job no in, doubt. in that time frame. And um, was it Sanders, the tackle mm-hmm. from uh, they got from Texas? So that was another big pickup. And then you, you look at the roster, and I'm like, this – Okay, they're building talented depth now. They just need some difference makers, and hopefully, like a lagway. You know, the defensive end they got him from mainland. He can do it. But I don't. How do you feel now? No, I have much better. I, I think you have to feel positive of what's going on. And Napier's got a plan, and they're 
obviously allowing him to implement that plan. We'll see results on the field. But the, the culture is right. They just need more dudes. And now these names of, of what they're getting are starting to become more dudes. And you, you just hope they all stay healthy because if they do it, and even when you look at you know now that Florida Victorious is putting out all these things every time that somebody recommits or re-ups with them and, and gets some money, and it's almost like some names like, oh, I'd forgotten that guy was even on the team because mm-hmm. it was a young guy that got hurt. And there's a lot of talent there from those guys that mm-hmm. weren't playing down the stretch or guys that did play quite a bit. And you hopefully now that jump from a freshman to sophomore year is pretty darn good. Yeah, I, I just think it's a lot stronger than we're giving it credit for. I agree. So I think they're up to about 85. You'll see still see some spring movement, mm-hmm. probably four or five guys. I'd yep. say who knows now? It could be 10 guys. But I think the roster is a lot better than we're giving it credit for. It, if I had to give a comp to the roster build on this team, I would actually say Clemson because they would get a they would get top guys at key positions mm-hmm. like like Watson, um, then then um, uh, Trevor Lawrence, right? So that's kind of like the lag way. Yeah. And then what's the defensive end's name from Mainland? <laughs> Uh, McCray. McCray. Yep. Getting an edge like that, who actually wound up being a top five overall yep. guy. So they, a lot of depth, top right around 10, 12 classes. That's where, that's where Clemson usually is. They'll mm-hmm. get eight, seven, but they're right around that. And then top, top guys at those key positions. Yeah. So you like that? I like it. Yeah. And it's, you get the, the orange. It's like the color scheme today. Yeah. That's what you're doing. All right. Back to the phones we go. Time for the cattlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Mikey, what's up, man? Hey guys, hitting y'all a little early today, a little happy hour, and I'm enjoying some of that Gainesville weather. I got 65 degrees today. How guys. about that? <laughs> yeah, rocking that Miami Dolphin city there. Uh, that a baby. You, you love me all night. Yep. Yeah. 2023 model, by the way. Sweet. Hey guys, got a little uh, SEC basketball uh, question. First off, I got a football question for you, Jeff. I think you gave me some bad info yesterday. Okay. Y'all keep me honest and. I- Keep you guys honest. Um, Sharon Moore, the new coach at Michigan. Yeah. Um, I asked you yesterday if he was an interim coach, and you told me yes. He still was. And everything I'm seeing on the internet. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not so relaxed. I'm not. I'm not busting you balls. But everything I'm seeing on the internet says Michigan named him the head coach. Okay. Well, then, it, as of yesterday, I didn't see that. And I, I honestly, I, I was working all day, so. I did not look and see if that was announced at all. Um, I, I mean, that's that's fine with me because I don't think they're going to nearly be as good by hiring yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, right, right. I get it. I get it. It's not, it's not a gotcha thing, but I just, you know, crazy time to be hiring a coach. And apparently Michigan installed this guy as a full-time real coach, not an interim coach. Okay. I just wanted to get that on the rack. Okay. Hey, a uh, little basketball tip for you, Jeff. Um but boy, Mike White coming to town, that's always a big deal, isn't it? It is a big deal. Uh, I think a lot a lot of people looking uh, lo- looking forward to it. Uh-oh. Got in a tunnel. Flushing. <laughs> uh, is he there? Uh, do y'all, looking back on in 2020, do y'all think Mike White should have been run out of town? I don't think he should have been. I actually really like Mike White. Um, but obviously, you know, you, you get to a certain point where – it becomes stale, and I think some people expected more. And you know, you try to do something after Billy, and mm-hmm. it's it's not it's. I mean, it's it's like Zook never really had a chance, and you know, you have some decent seasons, not nearly what Spurrier was. Never gonna 
live up to it. And then you got to follow Urban after that. So it's just, I, I think that was that was a part of it. But he was still making the tournament every year, and obviously that hasn't happened in a couple of years here at Florida. So I'd rather take that consistency with a chance to make a run. Stop, PG. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I actually, it's surprising because I don't think, I think what? Aberdeen is the only player on the roster that's a Mike White guy. Mm-hmm. Is there one more? I don't think there is. That no. quickly. That's how basketball's changed. So usually a coach leaves, they play, and even if it's a year or two years later, you have half the team is his guys, and there's really almost no connection anymore between the two schools. Did um did he no, take – No, but my question, PG, you're missing my question. Do you think Mike White should have been running out of town? I was frustrated, but I liked Mike White. Um, I, I, I think the stale thing and following a legend uh, – Probably and just just kind of never taking the next step. He almost made the Elite Eight that year, mm-hmm. and he, they lost it. And after that, that was as far as he ever went, and that was pretty much Billy's team. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think it was it might have been time for a change for Mike too. Uh, but if he would have stayed, I was I was okay with it. I mean, he was recruiting well, um, clean program, and you don't know. I mean, let's see what he does at Georgia. But you know, he was kind of just stagnated there. So I, I guess I'm not really answering yeah. your question, but I, I could see it was time for a change. Okay. Hey, uh, got one more. Um, I got a math question for you, Jeff. You'll get a tickle out of this. I want to wish uh, Pat good health if he's going in for some procedures. I want to wish Pat some good health. And um, hey, Jeff, were you getting math in college? Awful at math. I only had to take one math class. I was a journalism guy. Okay. What about you, PG? You're oh, a doctor, right? So man, you're probably decent at math. I took a lot of math classes. <laughs> I mean, I can talk about some <laughs> physics on this campus. Where I couldn't understand yeah. the teacher. Well, uh, yeah, it was just wild. So yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I'm a college. Yeah, I'm a college graduate myself. I was a pretty good math student. I got I got a math question for you. Steve didn't like it, but I'm going to ask it to you guys. Okay. Um, hey guys, would y'all agree with me that women have smaller hands than men? In general, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, about 10 years ago in women's basketball, they uh, shrunk the basketball, I think, around 20%. I could be wrong on the percentage. Do y'all remember that? Yep, it's a smaller ball. I've shot it. Yeah, th- uh, do, you, do you know the percentage, Jeff? Could you give me correct information? I, I don't know the percentage. Okay, well, let's just, let's just, for the purpose of this call, let's say 20%. Um, I know um, women's basketball, people are watching that a little more. Um, I think it's a fraud sport. Why didn't they shrink the rim 20%? Hmm. I'll answer that with another y'all question. Hang in there and, y'all hang in there and have a big weekend. I'll answer that with another question. I was watching NBA one time. My mom walks by. I'm in high school, right? And it's just like a Saturday. It's on, whatever, big game. You know, Celtics, Lakers, I don't know. And she just stops and looks at the screen. She's not a sports person. And she goes, you know, it's not fair. They should raise the baskets for these guys. For the guys, yeah. Because they're just so big, it would make it more fair. Yeah. So it's kind of like the question he's asking there. I don't know if he's being um, gender. You I'm know, sure he is. But. I mean, it's obviously a, a decent question. But the. I don't know about the answer. I don't know either. But, you know, it's interesting because <laughs> Seth Curry said the other day. Then I think he wants to challenge Ionescu 
in the three-point contest because she had 37 points and Seth has only had 31 Hmm. is the most that he's ever had. So by saying that, are you saying it's easier for a woman to make a shot because it is a smaller ball? Well, if you... I'm not adding the physics in here, but it's physics, right? Yeah. The arc. They're also generally they have smaller hands and they're shorter, so they have to get it up higher. So does that equal out a little bit of what we're talking about? I don't know. You know, but uh, me and Dooley got in an argument about this one day on the show. I told him two basketballs, men's regulation basketballs, fit in a rim. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, no. I'm like, dude, I know. I used to work at the Boys and Girls Club, man. We used to do all this. We were bored, you know, trying to keep the kids out of trouble. And we showed them. And I coached AAU basketball. But, you know, it's a pretty big size. I don't know the exact diameter, but it would help mm-hmm. if it's a smaller ball. Yeah, no I, doubt. I it does help. All right, let's get a break. Come back. More of your phone calls, 392-8255. Join us here on the tailgate. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 043. Well, we made it to a new year, and that makes some of you happy and some, well, not so much. But if you want 2024 to be the year that ultimately makes that special someone happier than ever, then why not ring in the year the right way? Oaks Jewelry is the perfect place to please your partner, and the prices, well, let's just say you'll say wow before she says wow. And if you're already past that part, Oaks Jewelry is still the place to make sure you can show her how much you really love her. They've got an array of other diamonds, as well as sapphires, emeralds, rubies, and other special gemstones, gold chains in all lengths and sizes, and earrings for every occasion. So don't procrastinate like you did for the last holiday. Plan ahead and pick out that perfect present she'll adore at Oaks Jewelry. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes. 
It's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call 333-0460 Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC 1249384. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sky is becoming mostly cloudy this evening with a chance for a few passing thunderstorms into the beginning of the overnight. Warm and muggy tomorrow morning with areas of patchy fog. Lows only falling into the mid-60s. Tomorrow, our next system approaches our area. In the morning, winds getting gusty to about 20 miles an hour, increasing clouds. Then during the evening into the overnight, we'll have a chance for passing strong thunderstorms. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. It's a bird! It's a plane! The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! If I'm an owner or a GM, I want input. I want somebody to tell me what they see that I might not see. And I think having all these interviews, and if you have 10 candidates, you may be only considering three or two, but you might get something out of somebody that you remember. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, Jeff and PG back with you. Nick producing today's broadcast. Baseball boys are getting going. First scrimmage of the spring, just three weeks away. Ranked as high as number two in the country. So it should be a fun year. And uh, you have a chance to go out there and watch them. If you want to do it tomorrow, you can. You can go to the basketball game at noon and then head on over to the baseball stadium and check out the, uh, the scrimmage after that. So full fun day tomorrow if you want that to be a part of things. Well, lots of people want to be a part of us today, so let's get Ryan next. What's up, dude? Happy Friday, gentlemen. Happy Friday. What's up, man? Hey, dude. Well, I, y'all both know since you have boys that play, there's never technically an off season anymore, uh, but I guess we can say that the uh, baseball season has officially commenced today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I couldn't help but think that it's January 26th and they're going to go out and scrimmage and it's about 80 degrees. But, you know, on uh, February the 16th when St. John's <laughs> rolls into town, it's going to be about 27. Yeah, it'll be freezing. <laughs> it is. Uh, no, I hope not. There have been some uh, definitely early season cold days. Yeah, yesterday almost broke the record for whatever, January 25th. For hotness? Yeah. Wow. Heat. And it's been a little humid kind of weird i don't know it was 20 degrees wasn't it like three days ago yeah so i don't know but yeah it was 20 i thought you broke the record for hotness every day there pg <laughs> true that i'm still married ryan so you know what i mean that's 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 where i'm winning 
So no, just yeah. stick to that single X. That single X. <laughs> yeah, talking about uh, earlier. yeah, we don't need to d- dabble into any of that stuff, man. <laughs> um, you guys happy with your Braves off season? Yeah, didn't need to add oh, much. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, some good yeah, stuff. I like, uh, I yeah, like I was it. me and Jeff. I mean, it was after we got uh, Chris Sell in there, I, you know, our lineup's going to be that good old military left, right, left, right, and uh, it all. And of course, it always uh, talk. You know, it comes down to injuries and health and everything. But if we can get a season out of that cat, uh, we know what our lineup's going to do. And uh, I talked to Jeff about this a while back, PG. But like, uh, we have got uh, just about one of the youngest starting lineups and they're all locked in like just about all of our position players are in their mid-20s and uh and locked in for quite a while so pretty pumped if we can keep the, the, the arms good trust me i know and what's how do you say his name adopolis what's the anthopolis 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 hey, just call him a for short there you go he, he won the executive of the year for a reason mm-hmm. i mean he and then he goes and gets murphy and locks him up to a great deal yeah, he, he's done a phenomenal job. I mean, and all those guys are veterans, too. And, you know, you got some guys coming up, but the farm is a little depleted, but they're all in the bigs. So, you, you know. And they yeah, don't need them. Yeah, and sales second half was really good. Last couple months, like his spin rate and all that was, was, was pretty good. So if you can keep him healthy, right, and limit him, him, you know, give him some breaks, whatever, keep him healthy for the playoffs, that's the goal, you know. And then Kalenic, Jerry Kalenic, he's a uh, – like if he can cut down on those strikeouts, he, two years ago he was a stud. Yeah, man, he was he first amazing. Came up. The freaking Mets traded him for Robinson Cano. Yeah. Well, they got Diaz too, so I mean I'm not going to get too upset there. But yeah, Kel- Kelnick was uh, that Bowman card came out. Everybody wanted that. That yeah. was the hottest card of the whole set. So he's 25 ish, and yep. you know he might. I like that pickup because I mean you got nothing to lose. That's right. So that was yeah we. And that's the thing, too. I mean, by today's standards, we got him and Sale on the cheap pretty much, you know. So, yeah, there's definitely nothing to lose there. So, obviously excited. You know, rings are hard to come by, but uh, you don't win it if you, ain't, if you don't have a chance. So, I'm excited that I, I think our boys will be in Omaha and then our Braves will be in the, in the postseason and just see what happens after that. Yeah, I could see both of that, both of those happening. A lot of competition, though. The NL East is tough. Philly's good. Mets will make some moves, you know. They'll, hopefully, they'll be competitive. My, my, you know, the Marlins played better last year. I don't know what they're going to look like this year, but they're young. Yep. So, yep. Well, hey, well, speaking of of this, and I and I haven't been able to call in Jeff since this was announced, which I still don't. I don't know why Major League Baseball chooses the week of like the NFC and AFC conference games and some of that stuff to announce Hall of Fame. It seems like the weirdest time to do that. It almost felt like a Friday 5 p.m. news dump, you know, kind of thing. But um, I still have a, a, a struggle with Murph, and uh, and I don't I don't really get into all that stuff too much, but he's the last dude. If he could get in, I'd be happy and never give a hoot about who gets in the Hall of Fame or whatever. But when you – Start looking at some of the comparisons and stuff, and like Hilton, for example, and the, and I know the dude could the dude could handle a stick. So I mean, I don't I don't think being in cores only added to his power numbers, not his overall batting average. I don't believe, you know, I mean that dude that dude was legit, mm-hmm. and and he I mean you know Gold Glover, great first base and whatever. But when you start looking at some of the numbers and com- even in comparison, like I think that Murphy, um, what he did in the eighties in Atlanta, and I think what, you know, I think he could do what Helton did in Colorado and vice versa, if, if that makes sense. Like, could totally Helton done sense. what he'd done in Atlanta? You know what I mean? Like, and I know there was a launching pad, but, like, he hit 
Murph, it, it was a different era back then too. But he he led the decade of the '80s in home runs, like right. But then of course his when he was good, it was as good as it gets. For them seven eight years, it didn't get any better. The Gold Gloves, the Silver Sluggers, the two MVPs, plays 162 games for like four straight seasons. I mean, he was as good as it gets. But then when it was bad, it was, went bad quick. You know, and I think that hurts him overall. And yeah, I but I, I think the way the way you have to look at it is, and, and and I agree with you. And Helton had about five or six years where he was lights out. And if you're playing fantasy baseball, you're picking that guy probably oh, yeah. first, and all that stuff. Yeah, but he was never better than fifth in MVP voting. Right. Really. So out of all those guys, and then you look at Dale Murphy, guy won two MVPs. Mm-hmm. So you're putting a guy in that was never even better than fifth into the Hall of Fame as opposed to a guy that was the MVP of the league twice and, like you said, dominated yeah. an entire decade. So I don't agree with it, and and it's just – but it sucks. It's it's kind of like the, the UF Hall of Fame. I mean, I think there's certain people that probably need to be in, and we could do this over the summer, but, I mean, Travis McGriff has the best single season receiving in the history of Florida football, and – he just keeps getting passed over for being in the Hall of Fame because other guys are coming up and putting up different numbers and things right. are happening. So it's almost like if you don't get in during your little window, then it's much, much harder to uh, to obviously get in. But maybe the, the yeah. Veterans Committee someday will be smart and figure it out. I, I think he should be in, uh, Murphy. But, yeah. but there is a good trivia question, you know, if you're ever – Todd Helton actually started over Peyton Manning yeah. at quarterback when Manning was a freshman for a while. Yeah, pretty crazy. remember that. Sure. So uh, I forgot about that. I saw that on Twitter the other day, and I was like, wow. But so. Yeah, but there are just so many things about what Murphy did. I mean, starting as a catcher and moving to first base, and let, you know, and then he ends up in center field, and he's a gold glover and everything like that. And just, I don't know, sort of when he was in his prime, and you read, you go back and read stuff, and their dudes are just like, it don't, then nobody was better than him for those six, seven years, you know, and so and I think when he retired, he was up so high on so many stats that then got blown away in the 90s with the steroid area, you know. Yep. And, you know, Helton didn't hit, you know, he didn't have 3,000 hits. He didn't even get to 400 home runs. I mean, he's got great numbers, don't get me wrong, but there's none of those benchmarks, you know. So, I, I don't know. You can argue Helton not being in. And he's just one example. I mean, look at Beltre. I mean, I think Beltre was just a compiler. I mean, I don't never think about Beltre as a Hall of Famer necessarily. He, but, you know, but between DH and then all like that. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, there's so many guys I think you compare to Murph, and I just think he deserves to be in there. I mean, he's a great human being too. He's the one that initiated leaving Atlanta because he said, "I don't want to be that guy that stuck around too long," you know, and then put them in a in a, a lurch of do we keep him and pay him for what he did in the past. Like, he initiated all that and moved his eight kids to Philadelphia. So, I mean, he's just a class human being as well. Right there with you, man. All right, Ryan. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Let's uh, snag Antonio before we get a break. Hey, Antonio. Hey, guys. What's up, man? What's up? It seems like like I done jumped into a time machine and went back to my, my father's past. And I say that because I remember him telling me about the Gators in the 70s and 80s. When we had like sub 500 seasons, falling short of the SEC, can't beat Georgia, NCAA sanctions, and here we are again. And it seems like it's <laughs> happening all over again, man. And I, I'm not used to that. I grew up in the Spurrier area, so. Yep. I was I was wondering, um, with Billy uh, Billy Napier, I know that next season with our grueling schedule that we have, I was wondering, do he keep his job? 
if he wins six, seven games with shown improvement, and do he lose his job with six or seven wins if he with the same product that we've seen in the last two years? I I put a lot of thought into that. It's I saw an executive said that this schedule, if you're a top twenty team, like say twenties, mm-hmm. right? You would expect to go six and six with that schedule, and then the exec said he doesn't think Florida is that good to be at that number. So I'm almost expecting a six win season, yeah. and, and I'm like, well, so. But here's my thing, Antonio. If if they come out and you see Lagway playing some, Merch is leading, the line's looking better, they're competitive. They're you're probably going to lay an egg somewhere with that schedule. I just there's just so many traps, and like you're playing hard, hard, hard. The last five games, unbelievable, Brutal. just yeah. like last year. Mm-hmm. So it's just you got to win some in the end. You can't have a five game losing streak, in my opinion. Um, procedural stuff. If they can clean some things up, young guys are evolving. The the culture feels better. I think he's good. Yeah, and, six. And, and Antonio, it's, it, it is hard because obviously you look at it from an outside perspective and, and it's all about wins. And yeah. that's what people want to see and that's what the expectation is. But I think internally you have to understand what he's done and what he's being put through these last couple of years and, and how hard he's really working. And the entire administration, I think, really adores the guy. I mean, everybody that's amongst that program adores the guy, knows he's doing it the right way. Yeah. And and so I think that's where like I feel like when he was hired it was hey we've got a four year plan we're going to give you four years no matter what so despite the hard schedule I still feel like he would get another year but like PG saying if you're still having guys run out onto the field when they shouldn't be and you have guys catching punts inside the five yard line or there's just a lot of dumb things that shouldn't happen in football then that's where the change would happen I don't think. When it's all said and done, the wins and losses are going to be the end-all, be-all. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking, especially with that schedule, because that's what I was expecting when we hired him was four years. I was just, you know, I was just wondering, okay, if the product is like the same, that's, you know, that's why I was thinking maybe they will let him go, but if it's showing improvement, then I think they keep him, which I feel they should keep him, especially if it's showing improvement, because I don't know too many teams that will survive a schedule like that. That schedule is grueling. And people talk about November, but there was like, I think there was like nine teams on that schedule that was like ranked at one point in the past uh, season. So, and um, I'd like to add to they should keep him. Unless the wheels fall off, he loses the team. You know, you saw that yeah. at the end of McElwain. You saw that with Mullen. He hasn't lost the team at any point. And, and here's the thing when's the last time Florida brought in a lagway? At, the, at that key position, mm-hmm. right? We're lucky to have had that. I don't know if people really understand how big that is because the quarterback yeah. can take a team. I'm using Clemson as my comp. Yeah, yeah. The, the quarterback can make the difference. If you get rid of Napier, you, you probably are going to lose Lagway. Yep. It's 50-50 yeah. at best. Yeah, that's where they built that upon him coming here. So who would, we, who would Florida get as a coach and then a, a, the building block quarterback that we've been searching for that would make things better. It would take another like you got to give it another run. That's my yeah, that's, that's my take on that. 
Yeah, I agree. That's a big setback. And even and even bigger is the fact that we don't have to rush Lagway in with a schedule like that. We, You know, we still have Mertz, and we can ease Lagway in and give him some PT while having a veteran quarterback. And, you know, he takes off um, his sophomore year. I actually think it sets up perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Antonio, thanks, man. Appreciate you. So, before you hit the break, um, I've thought about this, too. Can you imagine if Lagway plays – really well it's a good problem sure but you're like we he needs to be in there more Mertz is so established could that be a little bit of an issue there because like maybe Lagway's the better guy and if he can do it as a freshman guys play all the time yeah. that creates controversy I mean, Mertz is the starter but what if Lagway's amazing from day one they see it in camp. They, you know, he's the better player. Not like a Richardson, because Richardson was still picking things up. But if he picks everything up, he's the better player. He's outperforming Mertz. Does that turn into a controversy? Yeah, I just think it's it's going to be tough. And he may be the better athlete. Probably is, but learning that offense and everything that's involved, Mertz was so good at mm-hmm. running that offense, and that's why it's great to have him. All right, we got to get this break. Come back and wrap up the first hour right after this. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. This is Haley Hurst. The number eight Florida gymnastics team will face the number six Alabama team in front of a sold-out arena at the O'Connell Center tonight. Georgia has finished second to Florida in the last two SEC championship meets. The Gators hope to continue that winning streak. The Gators track and field program began competition today on the road at Arkansas in the Razorback Invitational. 54 Gators are featured in today's and Saturday's event. More in Gator sports, the men's basketball team will take on the Georgia Bulldogs at home Saturday. Florida's coming off back-to-back wins against Missouri and Mississippi State. They look for their third straight win. Live coverage will begin right here at 1130. In local high school boys basketball, the View Holtz Bobcats will face the Hawthorne Hornets. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Haley Hurst. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down. So come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. Take your Valentine's experience to a whole new level this year with jewelry, flowers, candy, dinner, and a flyaway romantic getaway. All courtesy of International Diamond Center. Nothing says I love you like romantic jewelry from IDC. From a simple pendant to an exquisite designer ring, we've got a fantastic selection of affordable, timeless gifts. And this year, with any jewelry purchase at IDC of $129 or more, we're giving you some long stem roses, some delicious chocolates, and a gift card for dinner from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's one-stop shopping for 
all things romantic. And if you really want to take it up a notch, we're also giving away island getaways. Just spend $5,000 on jewelry and you'll get a $500 airfare credit for a Caribbean vacation. Spend $10,000 on our jewelry and get three nights, including airfare, at a tropical resort. On us, make this Valentine's one to remember. Let IDC help you with her jewelry, flowers, chocolates, dinner, and a romantic vacation. We've got it all. Happy Valentine's from International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Nothing but net. He hit that from deep. <laughs> that was from another time zone. If you weren't here, you wouldn't believe it. Not so fast. You can't experience the thrill of a game without being in the arena. Just talk to the pros at Electronics World. Electronics World? At EW, it's a slam dunk. They have all the best gear to give you a seat at midcourt in your own home. TVs and sound from Sony, Yamaha, Marantz. With speakers by Bowers and Wilkins, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Coming in February, Florida Gator Baseball, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Who is this? Because it's about to kick in. Yeah. This is a dually. It is a pat. All right, just a couple minutes left here in the uh, the first hour. We'll uh, give those few minutes to Lee. Hey, Lee, what's up? Hey, what's up, Jeff and PG? How y'all doing? Good, man. Hey, I got a question. Uh, uh, ladies, uh, ladies, women basketball, uh, what's the deal with them? I thought they was going to be better than that this year. Yeah, the, I mean the league's good. When it was showcased last night with uh, with LSU and South Carolina, they um, you know it's it's coming. I think she's starting to to build that. They actually just got two McDonald's All Americans, one Shaq's daughter coming here next year. They um, they just they can't finish games. That, that's been been their issue. They're you know they're, they're getting off to good starts, doing their thing, and then just kind of can't close it down the stretch. They just, just don't think they have enough players yet. So they'll they'll, they'll get there. Oh, okay. Do um do like the ADs? Do they give like the women's women's coaches more leeway than they do the men's basketball? You think to get it turned around? I maybe a little bit, just because it's not as I I guess everybody's looking at them and not as much in in the spotlight. But obviously, certain programs are like the the two we just mentioned. But I mean, Kelly's only two years in now, and you know had to to turn around some stuff that happened. So. Um, I, I think they like her, and obviously now they're, Florida had only gotten one McDonald's All American ever, and now she's gotten two to to come in next year. So it, it's starting to get there. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank right. you. Yeah, Lee, that, thank you, man. That's uh Billy Donovan esque getting two McDonald's yeah. All. Remember, you used to get two a year. I know that was so fun, man. I miss those days. Yeah, certainly so. All right, let's get our uh, top of the hour break. We'll come back. We've got a uh, special guest. Tell you about some uh, some great things that are happening here in town. We'll do that on the other side. You're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff and PG. WRUF Gainesville. U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981FM 850AM WRUF.
You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Are you curious about QC Kinetics? Let me tell you what we do. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics. We treat people who have joint pain and we use your body's healing properties the things that you already have in you, in your blood, to heal your knee pain, your joint pain, your shoulder pain, your back pain. You have everything that you need in you already. The same natural process that heals a cut on your finger also works inside your body. And so what we do at QC Kinetics is take those healing properties, concentrate them down from your body, and put them where they need to go. We are the experts in regenerative medicine. That's all we do. And best of all, there's no surgery, no downtime, or harmful drugs. This is the future of medicine. And your consultation is completely free. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Meldon Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000 at Meldon Law. We won't back down it's a hard reality to know you're getting older believe me i sit next to pat every single day but we all have to go through it and with it come some aches and pains with every single step but the good part is the pains are fixable and one quick stop into titan mri will get you going in the right direction there's lots of us out there that think we can just handle pain or it'll just eventually go away but what you may not realize you could be ruining yourself for many years to come i'm telling you go see joe and the crew at titan mri their entire mindset is finding out what you need to feel better and getting it to someone that can fix it. With an average scan time of just 10 to 15 minutes, you'll be back on your way, carrying on your day in no time. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in Gainesville, and their staff has more than 20 years of experience in the community. And they've been so good that Lake City came calling. They've got a place that is perfect up in Columbia County as well. Even your own doctors are bringing their families to Titan MRI. So get in front of those aches and pains and tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it. I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat 
underscore dueling. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. All right, hour two. Welcome back or uh, welcome in for the first time. If you just punched out at five o'clock, congrats. Your week is over. And uh, you have made it to uh, a weekend. All right, we started off the show by talking a little Florida baseball because they are uh, scrimmaging and practicing officially for the first time today, just uh, three weeks away. And now we get to talk uh, baseball in a different way, but somebody that is obviously uh, near and dear to that Florida baseball team, Mindy O'Sullivan, kicks things off to uh, join us here in the second hour. Mindy, how are you, ma'am? Friday. Happy first day of uh, baseball practice. Pretty crazy, huh? Awesome. <laughs> I know. Stuck into the office for a minute watching him scrimmage, so it's exciting. I can't wait. Yeah, it's, and it, it was. I, I stopped over there before I came uh, over here, and good little crowd forming. Everybody getting ready to go. Sully's out yeah. there in his in his black. Do you, do you like that? You like him in his black out there? He looks good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I just went down to the dugout and I have on a black shirt, and he goes, "You're wearing black," and I said, "Get." <laughs> Black, like yep. So I guess we're wearing all black today. <laughs> there you go. Well, what, what's happened so far? We can get a little play-by-play. This is amazing. You're yeah. a sideline reporter. What's uh? What is there any? Is there any score? Is it started? It's already started, right? They're doing some. Yeah, it already started. But I walked in here a couple minutes ago to charge my phone, so it started. At, it started a little after four thirty. It was supposed to start at four thirty, but they were running a little bit behind. So. Yeah, I'm super excited. There's a, and people are still trickling in right now, up getting off work, and I just love like, it feels like we just ended. It yesterday. does. Yeah, it's 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 kind of <laughs> weird that it is already starting, but you know, I, I think in in these parts, Mindy, you know what 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 Kevin's done here, and you know, obviously, uh, you know, everything the 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 World Series last year, and just you know how great the the energy's there again. I think you can see it uh, just just how excited people are, and I know football hasn't been the best either, so that certainly helps, and people are ready to uh, to get going. So it's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm super excited. I'm you- super. You guys were uh, up in Omaha for like a month doing laundry, and, <laughs> I know. and and me and JJ were in Hoover with I think Austin was with you. He should have been with us at a yep. perfect game right. tournament, and um, we almost flew out. Langworthy was with us coaching that team, and yep. me and JJ almost came out for the last LSU game, but we all watched everything together. What a great run! And doing it with Lang, he knew all the guys from the year before like mm-hmm. well. He knew their intricacies and what they needed to do, and he was giving us play by play. But Mindy, when um, when yeah. Sully talks to you at home, do you do you help him with the lineup? Do you talk to him a little bit about who's hot, who you I mean, think is uh, should be in more? I mean, obviously that, that's. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> no, I don't even, I think some, I mean, we talked about this yesterday, Paul. I, he, I talk a lot more than he does, so I don't know if he's listening half the time, but I definitely try to talk as much as I can. I get more excited. I get so excited about baseball about, on every level. So it's, it's, it's fun. When I can't wait to sleep at three in the morning, I roll over and tap him on the shoulder and say, you know, let's talk about yesterday's game. And he's like, it's three in the morning. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you... And then he, I, the joke that he makes the most is that when I can't sleep and I turn on my Instagram or, you know, and I, I follow, you know, all of Rex's and Brody's friends and I hear the, you know, the snapping of the glove, you know, or the hitting of the 
fall. And he's like, you may be the only woman that, I mean, there's a lot of them out there that lay in bed and that's what you hear coming off your phone the whole time. <laughs> and, and you weren't always a baseball person. Like the boys no. got you into that and it's like a love. It. Yeah. That's I really love cool. I, yeah, I, yeah, I signed them up for T-ball and, you know, I've told the story before when every, there's every little kid gets a chance to hit and they're running all and you're thinking, it's just like it's like hurting flies or something right now. Like this is not exciting, but the you know it gets more exciting. My grandmother was into it, and she loved the Braves, you know, in the '90s. And so, and I I really fell in love with it through her and the pitching side of it and aspects of that you see differently when your child's out there playing or that you don't see just watching it occasionally. So yes. I'm yeah. a crazy baseball woman. And uh, all those guys are like your kids now, right? On the UFT? I know, they are. I see yep. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, they are. So I always say, like, I lost my two boys and traded in, you know, hundreds of them, including your, both of your sons. You yeah. know, there's so many boys out there that look out for me that are in this baseball world that text me and keep me in contact with the teams that they're on and the directions that they're going. So... I still feel connected in all different levels, just not with my own, you know, my own children are not experiencing it, but they are from a different no doubt. setting. <laughs> and, um, and you've taken that, and, and I want to get into this, but with the foundation, the Rex and Brody Foundation, into investing back into youth baseball, not only in Gainesville, but, you know, pretty big stronghold in this area, but like all over, like running these tournaments, right. the field renovation yeah. at Buholtz, which is incredible. You saw that yesterday at the sneak peek. Um, amazing. The, what, what are we calling the Jonesville facility, Mindy? The, well, um, we're called Rex and Brody Training Center, and that I'm so impressed. I mean, it's, 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 it's just, it's everything that we've done is meets far beyond anything I ever dreamed of happening. And, you know, that's the help of, the community and the people that support us and that support the foundation and people that also just, I think I've been overwhelmed with the amount of people that dedicate their time and their talent just to make all this work. I mean, from building mounds to, you know, putting a chain link fence around the park and anything. And they're, they're just so willing to help for a good cause. And we're helping so many children um, in the community and, you know, back I had a team out in Omaha that we sponsored from California. So when the when Florida had off days, I was driving 20 minutes away to a baseball tournament out, out there watching a 13U team called the Rex and Brody team play. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool too that we I got to meet all the kids and the parents and they were all so appreciative. They would never have had that opportunity unless the foundation gave it to them. So it was neat. Yeah, no, that's the coolest part. We're talking with uh, Mindy O'Sullivan here on the tailgate. And, you know, obviously the the team that goes to Cooperstown every year now and how special the trip that is and how much you guys have enjoyed that. And, you know, even even Sully getting up there to to be a part of that. And and it's not just baseball, Mm -hmm. too. And and for those, I know there was a lot of people probably listening that were at the uh, the Jeep Beach event when – you know, Randy Hauser was here and gosh, those country singers, that was an incredible night. And it just, I think it just shows you from everything involved, just community related, how special it is here in North central Florida. And and I, I've been so lucky to have so much help along the way. I mean, I think that we started the foundation within, you know, one to two days of the boys passing. And I, uh, 
could not even make a spreadsheet three years ago, and now I'm running this foundation, and it's been so successful with the help of so many people. But it really has given me a purpose, and you know, I think that every single day I wake up and I I can't believe where my life is or the turn that it took. But I get up and I pour my heart and soul into the foundation and try to help as many kids as possible. And going back to that, it's not just baseball. And we've also sponsored, you know, softball teams. And, and I, I would like to branch off to, you know, as many kids as athletes that don't get the opportunity or that need equipment. You know, I think the sky's the limit for what we're doing right now, but we've had a really good successful go the first two years for sure. I um, firsthand saw how people would help. With the Buholz mm-hmm. Turf Project, I was telling some people, yeah, everybody yesterday at this meeting we had. But when we needed concrete, you know, we needed to get a truck in and we needed to pour some ribbons around. And I called, you know, Frank Stancunas over at Silverback. You know, Frank, I know oh, yeah. everybody does. And he's just, I'll be there tomorrow. You know, we needed rock. Um, D- Doug Brown over at the UAA was just vital in this. You know, it was me and Doug every day over there, three times a day. But uh, Pritchett Trucking, they brought all the rock. They knew what it was for, so everybody pitched in. And, and now we're at the end, and we're just trying to smooth it out over there. And now we might have to bring in a little old ironwood uh, help to, to finish it <laughs> off over here. I'm talking to Jeff about that little dip over there in the corners. So. Yes. Um, but it is amazing how much everybody wants to give and doesn't even mm-hmm. give twice. So it's so it's so it's just it's absolutely amazing. And the feeling that I feel, you know, just from the huge hearts that people have, you know, when you think that there's bad in the world, you turn around and there's a thousand times more good being done right here in little Gainesville, you know, with all these people helping just out of the kindness of their hearts. Yeah, pretty special stuff. Um, all right, Mindy, la- last question. Like, have you figured out, and, and are there times, like, when you know just you can't say anything to Sully when he gets home? <laughs> if it was one of those days, like, is, have you gotten the, oh my God. You, you understand the yeah. facial expressions at this point? Oh, mm-hmm, totally. And, you know, that I, I'm a talker, right? So <laughs> I can read. He, he, he has that scowl that's pretty natural to him so um i've tried to tell the kids you know when if we lose and you choose to ride home with your dad and not me you know maybe not talk about like how many tiktoks your best friend posted that day like maybe (laughs) that's not the right time (laughs) maybe wait till he gets home and decompresses a minute so most of the time they end up riding home with me and we give him a little space in the car right home. <laughs> well, luckily there's not a, a ton of those moments with, uh, with what he's been able no, to do here. So it's awesome. No, no, and I can't wait. I'm super excited, you know, and, um, just judging by the people walking by the office right now, that are still coming in of the whole, whole community is excited right now. Yep, it certainly is. Well, there you go. Rexandbrody.com is the uh, the website. Uh, check it out for those that don't know about it, but I'm sure everybody does uh, at this point. And, you know, the great things that, that Mindy and, and her family's doing to uh, to help ensure that there's uh, a lot of kids out there that can play this sport that, gosh, that, that I've been loving since I was five years old. So it is, uh, it's really special and has helped out so many kids, you know, here and in Tampa. And like Mindy said, taking teams to Cooperstown and Omaha and, all across the United States and, and giving them opportunities that they wouldn't have had. So it's uh, very special stuff. Thank you, Mindy. 
Well, thank you guys for having me on, and go Gators. Have a happy weekend. Yes, ma'am, you too. All right, yeah, you'll see uh, Mindy and the family out there at the, the ballpark all the time. So they have a um, a ticket to Cooperstown, you know, which is yep. where Austin went. We got coveted out after we raised the money for JJ's age group mm-hmm. a year or two later. But they have a golden ticket, I'm calling it. Like yep. they have a they can she can bring a team to Cooperstown and those those are hard to get. It's like Willy Wonka, man. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and, and she can give it to any team and I think it's free to the team. Correct. So she can go and find the most deserving team that would never have a chance to do that. And I just I would like to be a part of that and find that team, you know, like a little inner city team from Chicago or something that their grade point averages are great and they just would never, it's just a surprise to them and they deserve it. You yeah. know, I just, I can imagine that process, but um, that, that Cooperstown tournament still bothers me that we didn't get to go. Oh man. But, and, and still to this day, as cool of things as my son Austin has been able to do, he'll always go back. And I think a lot of those kids will say like that team was, their best memory in baseball ever. You guys almost won that yeah, thing, man. We did. were following it. Like yeah. everybody, we're a Gator Ball family, so we're all just like, "Oh my gosh, they keep winning!" And how many, how many home runs did you guys hit? A ton. Yeah. Like, like I don't even know. Connor and Austin and Will hit a bunch. So. Yeah. So it was good. Good times for sure. All right. We hope tomorrow is good times when Florida and Georgia take each other on on the court. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about that game. Chris Harry of FloridaGators.com will join us next here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. This is Haley Hurst. The Florida Gators gymnastics team will compete against the Alabama Crimson Tide team at the O'Connell Center tonight. Both undefeated teams hope to continue their winning streak. Gators men's tennis team look to continue their hot streak as they hit the road to Chapel Hill for the North Carolina Regional of ITA's kickoff weekend. They'll first face the Wake Forest Demons Decons at 9.30 Saturday. Gators men's basketball team will take on the Georgia Bulldogs at home Saturday. Florida's coming off back-to-back wins and look to continue their winning streak. Live coverage will begin right here at 11.30. In local high school girls basketball, Fort White will take on Union County and Trenton plays Dixie County. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Haley Hurst. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Every morning I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all. It's Kyle from Leonardo's Pizza of Millhopper. 
As the year turns over, I just want to say thank you to our great customers for making 2023 the biggest and best year in Leonardo's 47-year history. Since 1976, we have never baked more than we just did, and 2024 will take us even higher. At Leo's, of course, we make delicious pizza, garlic knots, and salad bar, but we sell memories. Come in with your family and friends to relive old ones, make some new ones, and let us know that you heard me on the tailgate. Jeff, we keep getting older... But Leo stays the same age. Well, we made it to a new year, and that makes some of you happy and some, well, not so much. But if you want 2024 to be the year that ultimately makes that special someone happier than ever, then why not ring in the year the right way? Oaks Jewelry is the perfect place to please your partner, and the prices, well, let's just say you'll say wow before she says wow. And if you're already past that part, Oaks Jewelry is still the place to make sure you can show her how much you really love her. They've got an array of other diamonds, as well as sapphires, emeralds, rubies, and other special gemstones, gold chains in all lengths and sizes, and earrings for every occasion. So don't procrastinate like you did for the last holiday. Plan ahead and pick out that perfect present she'll adore at Oaks Jewelry. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, welcome back. No duels today, so PG sitting in for uh, Patrick. Jeff here as well as uh, Nick produces. Appreciate uh, Mindy O'Sullivan coming on, chatting up uh, baseball season starting, and, uh, of course, the Rex and Brody Foundation, who is uh, doing some great things here in town. Speaking of doing some great things, anytime you throw floridagators.com into your web browser, you get to read... From this guy, Chris Harry, always doing great stuff. Way more muscular than both PG and I combined. And of course, way better looking than Dooley, which isn't hard to do. But he's a hell of a writer, too. And now we get to talk to him on the radio. Mr. Harry, how are you, sir? 
Chris, we got you. Hello. Hey, now yeah, we got you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate cool. It. Yeah, of course. Um, well, as you know, the uh, the Gator fans about a week and a half ago it was gloom and doom. Gators are never going to win a SEC basketball game, and we tried to talk yep. them off the ledge, and they've won a couple. Yep. So, um, I guess what's what's the turnaround and you know, maybe we expected this, and it was certainly a tough start to the SEC season. Now you get to play some some teams you should be doing this to. Yeah, and I I, I don't like that narrative that you say that you start looking at a schedule in January and start saying, well, these are the teams. You know, the schedule gets easier down the line. I'm I'm sure Kentucky thought the schedule was getting easier when they went to South Carolina sure. the other night. And um, it's just it's it's just not reality the way it is now. Well, you're looking at the schedule. Vanderbilt hadn't won an SEC game. You're just going to assume those wins. It just it just doesn't it just doesn't work that way. Yes, there are odds and stuff kind of thing. But uh, Florida gets credit for going to Missouri uh, last weekend and winning that game. It was it was a little. I mean, coming off the Tennessee game, which was a, just an utter debacle uh, in in just about every every way imaginable. And then getting back on the road and going to another place, and I mentioned the cold weather only because these guys aren't used to landing in a place. It, you had to go early. The uh, just just the way things went. I mean, the day of the, the day of the game, they're you know they're out get they're getting on a bus. It's minus two degrees. <laughs> um, they 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 played pretty well. They didn't play perfect, um, but there's a lot of a lot of good came out of that game uh, relative to closing the game on the road. And it carried over, and miss, the Mississippi State win, Jeff and, and PG, were, was the was the best win of the season, I think. Yeah, that's a team that beat Tennessee a couple weeks ago. Tennessee's looked like world beaters of late. Um, so uh, every game is is onto it. So people say, oh, they got to win this many, this many. They got to win tomorrow. And Georgia is 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 a much better team than it was a year ago, and it's much much better than the program that maybe uh, a lot of people followed. Uh, the last, the last, the several years before that. I mean, Mike White took over a team that was six and twenty-six, one and seventeen in SEC play. He went sixteen and sixteen last year, six and twelve in the league, and right now they're uh, two wins away from matching that sixteen-win total last season. And Gators, if Gators can beat them right now, they're in a three-way tie. Excuse me, a three, uh, four-way tie. I think Florida is for seventh place in the league. They win a game tomorrow. George right now is in a tie for fifth place. Just start. Just start wedging your way back up to uh, to some relevance in this in, in the league standings. It'd be it'd be a nice little shot to win that game tomorrow. It'd be a third it'd be a third straight game, but it's not going to be easy. And it's great that the game is going to be sold out, and it's going to be probably pretty electric in there mm-hmm. very very early in the day. Looking at the schedule, they play them twice in six games, Georgia, and then you know obviously going mm-hmm. on the road, A and M and Kentucky. You hope to split there, but. You look at it and you go, okay, they might be 0-2 on that, right? They, they might be able to steal one. What does Florida have to do in the next six games to, to, to put themselves in position to, to make the tournament? All right, well, there's a third of the way through the SEC schedule. Okay, It's 18 games. I thought after at finishing at 10-3 and three in the non-conference, um, if they went 9-9 nine and nine and maybe won a tournament, you know, get some of 20 wins, you're in a high-level league, a lot of – that's a lot of, and along the way, you're going to beat some good teams to, to get to that point. But uh, if you look at there, I mean, just calling it like it is, I mean, they're 0 5 in quadrant one games. So those are the games that get you in the SEC tournament. They were 2 and 14 in those games last year. In two years, they haven't experienced a lot of success against really against the best teams on their schedule. 
So that has to change. So, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's addressed on a daily basis, but, you know, it's the, the, the season is a long season. It's a process. So what they're talking about right now is winning tomorrow. You win tomorrow, now you're, you're 14 and 6. Uh, you know, you've won three straight in the league. You take a little momentum. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a, a ridiculous atmosphere and very hard to win a game in Kentucky. But like you mentioned, PG, you got to turn around and go to Texas A&M. You, know, you, you don't think that far ahead. You just think about what's next. And, you know, George is coming in here thinking the exact same thing. I know Mike, pretty, Mike White pretty well. Who have these guys ready to play? Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I, th- I, I think the Gators are going to be ready to play, too, and I think they're going to play well tomorrow. We're talking with Chris Harry of FloridaGators.com, Florida, Georgia, tomorrow at noon. We'll have it on the uh, the air here at 1130. Chris, Will Richard coming off a really nice game again. It does seem like when he is going, when he's playing, then Florida's winning. And you know he was sort of not there in that Kentucky game. If he contributes a little bit, maybe they pull that one off. When you look at what, what he's been able to do and, and the impact of him a part of this offense, it's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at his game by game. Yeah, he went. He was 0 for 8 uh, against Kentucky. Yeah, uh, scored two, scored two points in a game the Gators lost by two points. Mm-hmm. Um, the next game at Ole Miss, he had five points. If you in fact in the three games that he scored double figures in the SEC player, three games Florida's won. So he's important, absolutely. Um, his three point shot is probably the best on the team. Um, number wise, it might not show that right right now, but I mean, if it go by like they have these shooting competitions during the offseason where Richards won them the last two years and uh, I think what we saw of him the other day I mean that's may have been his best game as a Gator nine rebounds I think four on the offensive end led to a uh, I think I don't think six six second chance points um, he had a really really good game last year and last year at Georgia which you know uh, is 90, 90 minutes from uh, where he grew up in Fairburn which is right outside Atlanta I believe um, he had one of his best. He has best game of the year last year, twenty four points. So hopefully, he'll uh, he'll have a good game tomorrow. The one guy I, I think is is really deserves to be mentioned is Zion Poland. Sure. He, I mean, he's got twenty four uh, assists and four turnovers in the SEC. He's gone the last two games without turning the ball over. That's that 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 says a lot in this league, especially when you consider one of those games on the road. If he can continue to do that, play with that kind of ball security, get the Gators what they want to do offensively. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I think I, I think floor is going to continue to improve. Uh, Chris, this team can score. We all see that. And, you know, they put up points. And I'm trying to figure out what it is. And they, and they rebound well, too. They're an offensive. They go they the offensive glass really well. They're tall. I feel like they block mm-hmm. shots. A little less in the SEC. But what is it on the defensive side of the ball that seems to just – they're they're just not getting. What is it, is it a, not a real true three, just ultra defender kind of guy? Is it one thing? Is it what, what do you what do you see there? What is well, Golden working well, on? Well, PG, what what I would say has has hurt them the most uh, in in their losses is, is three point defense. And I mean that's something they've spent a lot of time on uh, of late. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, I'm looking uh, uh, just to go back. I mean, remember early in the season. Um, they had a stretch four at Virginia that hurt them with a couple of three pointers. Uh, uh, Baylor hit was fourteen or twenty five uh, from the three point line. Um, uh, you know Richmond and Michigan both hit double digit threes. Um, but since the SEC started, they've been pretty good. Old Miss had a good day, forty percent shooting. But uh, Mississippi State the other day, eight of thirty three from the three point line. 
uh, Missouri at home in their own gym, three of sixteen. Uh, uh, Tennessee wasn't didn't go crazy. They 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 had a guy who went crazy uh, uh, all over the court, and and obviously uh, Dalton Connect. He had thirty nine points in that game, uh, but Florida was pretty good from the three point line. So. That's where I think their focus has to be, that and interior on-the-block defense. And that's been a real point of emphasis with uh, with Micah Handlockton. He's just too good of a rim protector to get shoved around like he is sometimes. And a, a lot of that's want to. And that's, that's stuff that they've talked to him very directly about the last couple of weeks. He answered that bell the other night against uh, uh, Tulu Smith, the third. I mean, he had a double-double of 10 and 10, but – uh, he's averaging 17 points a game. He usually gets wherever the hell he wants in the block. He's a monster at 6'11", 245. He had 27 and 12 against the Gators last year in the SEC tournament. But 10 and 10, Micah Hanlock did a good job on him in that game. So that's more, we, we keep using this word growth, but Todd Golden keeps using it. He's looking for growth in his team as the season goes on. He's seeing it at the free throw line where they entered the league at 65%, and they're now at 73% in SEC play. He's seeing it in ball security. He's seeing it uh, defensively on the three-point line, and hopefully uh, it'll continue tomorrow um, uh, with low post defense and, and, and guarding that uh, guarding the arc out there because Georgia has some guys who can knock them down. Yeah, and if not for the free throws the other night, then you know, Florida may not be in that game. Man. They couldn't make a field goal, and then all of a sudden they – would they hit ten in a row or ten of eleven down the stretch? So ten of ten of the last eleven, their their last eight, and Alex Condon made four of them. And Alex Condon hasn't been shooting the free throws particularly well. So there's the you know Did. let's say it again, growth. This is a freshman who probably was thinking too much at the free throw line earlier in the season, but they've worked on that stuff. They're they're they got some interesting uh, games that they play right now, and it went, the big the four bigs together shooting free throws, trying to get better, and it, it looks like it's carrying over a little bit in games. I thought great. Todd Golden came, had you come in and give him just a come-to-Jesus speech <laughs> and get after it. Got him, got him going. Um, <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> but you, you mentioned Condon, who you know I think we're going to see that he's a really good player and, and just the, the things yeah. that he can do. But it seems like that, you know they've got that rotation now with Kugel coming off the bench and and mm-hmm. even the the other day against Mississippi State, when when those starters came out, there was some energy from those younger guys too. So Todd's got to be liking uh, what he's seeing from some of these younger guys. Yeah, and you know when you talk younger guys, I mean I I, I I throw Mike in there too. He's only a sophomore, but you're talking about some of these backup guys. I mean Condon, he speaks for himself. I think Jeff, he's I want to say he's sixth or seventh in the league in rebounding right now as a wow. freshman who was a Australian rules football player three years ago or whatever. Now, one thing that surprised me a little, Thomas Hawk was awfully good in non-conference. He made some big baskets, had some really good moments. Um, he's kind of he's kind of been pushed out of the rotation as uh, during the SEC. I think he's only taken five field goal attempts in six SEC games. Denzel Aberdeen, I mean, you knew you knew he's another guy who's kind of falling back a little bit in terms of uh, uh, minutes played. But you just knew that when the SEC season started, the uh, the, the rotation was going to become more refined. And right now it's it looks like it's seven, seven, seven and a half guys right now. And, of course, that's subject to change um, as, the, as the season goes on. But those are the core guys, and that's who they're going to run with right now. And, uh, I, I, you know, if you win, start winning games consecutively, you know, you're not going to change that. So you're around the team a lot. You travel. I see you at the games. I'm watching sometimes. And uh, is is 
is Kugel's dad that big in person? Because <laughs> he went viral, man, and then everybody the next day was like, that's Kugel's dad. Yeah. Is he, I mean, he yeah, looks massive. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he looks like a Coke machine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, he, and, he's, and he's got, just throw a tank top over a soda machine. That's, that's who he is. Yeah, he's, he's a big guy. Now, I, I, I've, I've only uh, glanced, he's only been around him a, l- a little bit. I actually know uh, Riley's mom uh, better, b- better than that. But, yeah, that's who he is. He has no eligibility left. He did play, he played football at Missouri. So that's why he was at that Missouri game, and uh, uh, it should not come as any surprise to you that he played football um, at a at a at a big time uh, program, a high high major program like that, because he he looks like he could he could uh, he could he could be playing right now. Actually, it's like looking in the mirror, man. Yeah, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I, I did have one. I know you follow recruiting. I do too. What are you seeing? How many spots? Are they recruiting right now? Are they going after high school guys at this point? I know they got the IMG kid, the seven six, the tallest player. That yeah, he's a, he's a he's a he's a walk on. I mean, uh, seven seven. I think he is actually. Yeah. Uh, they they signed one guy from his name's Isaiah Brown from Orlando, who is a who they think highly of. I've actually seen him play. He's a pretty good little left handed wing shooter and what have you. They were in the mix on some high high level players, but you know just. The, the way the game is right now, okay, so you can invest. Let's say Florida wants to invest a bunch of time in in a real let's, – let's say there's a guy in Miami who's 6'10 and, the, and 250 pounds, and he's going to be a one-and-done, uh, and uh, he's a McDonald's All-American. You want to invest a lot of time in him and start talking about commitment down the line, whether it's NIL or stuff. stuff. I, I don't know. There's a lot of resources that you can talk to him about. Or – you could go get a transfer who's a grown-ass man mm-hmm. like Tyree Samuel and bring him in, and he's scoring 14 points and grabbing eight rebounds. So there's a fine line now how you want to go about this. And uh, the transfer portal is just until they change it, that's, that's going to be – I think that's going to be the, the root of everyone's recruiting base. And the great players out there, the great high school players, are going to be left to be recruited, I think, by the, by the Blue Bloods. Now, it's not to say they won't do it. I know they tr- they've tried to get in, in on some guys. We'll see what happens down the line, but um, you know, right now they found Alex Condon, they found Tommy Hawk. I think those guys are going to be really, really good players. I see Caius Kablikas play every day. I think he could be a program guy if he can be patient, like Denzel Aberdeen is. So it just remains to be seen, you know, what their strategy will be and what kind of guys they will they will try to recruit. Yeah, Chris, we'll see how it all plays out. It's, you know, I guess somewhat weird. It's only been a year and a half, basically, and no scholarship guys on this roster that played for Mike White yet has those ties coming right. in. And, you know, he, he's got a he's got an older group, what, four, four of the five are seniors starting for him. So they'll come in here and play hard. So it should be a fun, fun day at noon tomorrow. No, you know it's going to mean it's going to mean obviously a lot a, a, a lot to him. And as much as people want to say, oh, it's Mike White coming. Remember, Mike White left on his own. Yep. This isn't like a him coming here. I'm going to get them back. You know, he's, is he saying that about the the, the, the fans that that disliked him and disliked the way he played? Sure, and everything. But it's I mean, in the we already we did this last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he came back last year. We got over that last year. It's a game. It's a game he wants to win because it's his next game, and it could take them to five and two in the league. And it take them one win away from equaling their wins of last season. He's he's got that program going in a positive direction, but so does Todd Golden here. Yep, going to be uh, always fun, Florida and Georgia. Thanks, Chris. Good stuff. Read them. Right. FloridaGators.com. Thanks for having me on. Yep, appreciate it. 
You know, it is interesting with the transfer portal how much it's impacted um, baseball, but basketball, if you look at it, say your kid or you have a family member that's a D1 prospect, you know, five years ago, mm-hmm. there was five slots sometimes, four yeah. slots at these big, you know, power five schools. Now they might take one high school guy. Mm-hmm. So you have to now go to St. Bonaventure or, you know, USF. JU yeah. and try to transfer back in later. But if you really think about that, like Florida, Miami, let's say the Florida, the big three in Florida, if they're, if those three schools are only taking one high school guy a cycle that, and you know, they recruit nationally, these sure. three teams. I mean, I just, man, it leaves a lot of kids out. I know. And, uh, it's you changed know, it a ton. It has so fast. But that's, so fast. I mean, I guess you, you can't blame him because he's right. Like, do you rather go get some freshman you don't know what he's going to do and how he's going to handle the big stage or go get some, see, reference with Samuel, some grown-ass man that <laughs> can give you 15 like a game. That. And he is a grown man. He is. Um, but, you know, you mentioned this to me we were hanging out. Uh, we don't even know, like, when you watch an NBA game, the mm-hmm. pedigrees aren't there for the players. Like, oh, I used to know this guy went to North Carolina. Sure. I knew – or he came out of high school. I kind of knew who everybody was. And I'm a big sports guy. I mean, I do watch a little bit of NBA, but it's not – you don't have that anymore. Like nope. you don't get to know them. It's and even teams. Like if I put Duke on, I, I don't know one of their guys. No. Kentucky, the roster builds are over. You know, it's changed. I wish we had pulling another year or two. He's yeah, he's, he's legit. Yeah, he's done though. But with eligibility this year, I looked it up because I like him so much. <laughs> he pulls up on you, man. Yeah. He hits that lane, and he just knows how to use his body. I really like him. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. turn it over. It's nope. a big, uh, big part. All right, before we get a break, let's get uh, Bernard. He uh, he held through all that, so we'll chat with him. Hey, Bernard. Hey, man. Uh, guy called early. I don't think uh, uh, Mike White should have been around out of town, man. I think he should have left on his own, man. I I wasn't the big – I know they had some success. I wasn't the biggest Mike White fan. I thought he recruited well. His team played good defense. And they play hard, but the player development and watching the offensive flow, it was it was tough to take. Mm-hmm. I, and I think you can answer this question for me. I, I, if there was only one guy that he recruited to Florida that made an NBA roster, and that was Trey Mann. Is Trey Mann still with the Oklahoma City Thunder? I don't think he is anymore. Um, I I had heard that he wasn't, but I'll, I'll try to look that up for you. I haven't seen him on the bench on the sidelines and stuff, so you might be right. I, I just thought that the uh, – Okay, the, here, we, here uh, we go. He had a, a fracture in his middle finger, so he is, uh, he's okay. been out, but supposed to return in a little bit. I thought the, 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 uh, the, the player development, man, was bad in the offensive floor watching him. Uh, was bad as well, man. So, hey, you're an insider. They got these new guys on the staff. Uh, they're doing a good job. Will Harris and Chapman. Steve, what was it that took transpired went down that Billy Napier couldn't wait at, to get uh, Spencer and Raymond out the door as soon as the uh, season was over? Do you are, are you aware of, of anything that went down or happened? No, I just I think it was. You know, obviously those were two positions that should have been a lot better. And, you know, you probably had a feeling that, hey, something was not 
registering with the scheme that Austin Armstrong wanted to have and, you know, a couple of veteran guys that, you know, maybe were a little stuck in their ways of saying, hey, this is how I do it and this is how it should be. And I don't think uh, just just bought in. So I think that was more than anything the, the biggest difference. And that's why, you know, and, and Billy's so good at analyzing every little thing and um, obviously has his hand in all that kind of stuff. And I think he could sense it even down the stretch and, I mean, you could see lack of communication sometimes between those guys, even on the sidelines and when things were going on. And certainly what happened against Missouri, there was uh, a little tension there. So I just think it was inevitable that those were a couple of spots that were going to have to go. All right, man. You have a great day. Hey, Bernard. Thank you, man. Yeah, they, they were just bad in the secondary again. He yeah. made a change before that when he got rid of McGriff mm-hmm. and then put Raymond in charge. I'll tell you a quick story So about Raymond. I have a friend of mine, I'm not going to name his name here, but he's a real estate agent in town. We all know a bunch of real estate agents, great people, a bunch of them. That's right. But one of them in particular seems to have a pretty good in with the coaches as they come and go, and he's got a you know a little connection there. And uh, we were at Gainesville Health or something, and I was like, man, you know, the secondary is just struggling. You know, and the recruiting was okay. We were missing top guys, but we were getting good players. I mean, he was still Raymond was doing a good job, but you expected more. Some yeah, five he, stars. He was like the the man. It was like everything coming in. Yes, it was going to turn turn around the program. And he looked at me, my friend, and he's like, "I said, well, you know, he's like, yep. Well, Paul, let me tell you something. Raymond hasn't bought a house yet." And I was like, "Dang!" I just walked away from that conversation, and then two weeks late, three weeks later, he was gone. Yeah. So he was. I'm not saying that you have to buy a house to be entrenched, but I don't know how. Yeah, I'm, invested. I'm a, yeah. yeah, and um, and he's right back to LSU. So obviously mm-hmm. that's that's his place. And he's a lot older than Armstrong. Mm-hmm. And maybe a guy doesn't want a coach for somebody that's you know 20 yeah. years, 25 years younger than me sure. that hasn't been in doing the things that I've done. Maybe there's some of that right or wrong. Yeah. So. Uh, but I think these relationships now that are coming in for Armstrong, uh, Chapman, and, and, and Harris, they're they're all in on the philosophy yeah. of what they're going to do. There's ties to it all. So that's cool. Yeah. Hopefully that works out. For sure. All right, let's get our final break. We'll come back and wrap up another week of fun stuff here on the tailgate. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out, enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, 
but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Bennett Solomon. Gators men's basketball team is back in action in the O-Dome tomorrow as they take on the Georgia Bulldogs. Former Florida head coach Mike White returns to Gainesville for the second time since being hired as Georgia's head coach in 2022. Coverage of the game begins right here at 11.30 tomorrow. Florida Gators baseball had their first open practice and scrimmage this afternoon. However, it was announced this morning that freshman right-handed pitcher Christian Rodriguez missed the 2024 season after undergoing Tommy John surgery. Freshman was expected to contribute to the pitching staff this season. And in the NFL, the conference championships will take place Sunday. Detroit Lions will be on the road to face the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship, and the Baltimore Ravens host the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Coverage of the conference title games will begin here at 3.15 on Sunday. That's Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bennett Solomon. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Take your Valentine's experience to a whole new level this year with jewelry, flowers, candy, dinner, and a flyaway romantic getaway. All courtesy of International Diamond Center. Nothing says I love you like romantic jewelry from IDC. From a simple pendant to an exquisite designer ring, we've got a fantastic selection of affordable, timeless gifts. And this year, with any jewelry purchase at IDC of $129 or more, we're giving you some long stem roses, some delicious chocolates, and a gift card for dinner from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's one-stop shopping for all all things romantic. And if you really want to take it up a notch, we're also giving away island getaways. Just spend $5,000 on jewelry and you'll get a $500 airfare credit for a Caribbean vacation. Spend $10,000 on our jewelry and get three nights, including airfare, at a tropical resort. On us, make this Valentine's one to remember. Let IDC help you with her jewelry, flowers, chocolates, dinner, and a romantic vacation. We've got it all. Happy Valentine's from International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Coming in February, Florida Gator Baseball, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. It's a good one. I picked this one. Flagpole Sitta. I know it. It's good. It's from all yeah. of like the uh, American Pie movies. Like paranoia, paranoia. Yeah. All right, let's uh, snag one more phone call before we skedaddle on out of here. Porter, what's up? Hey, Mr. B- Mr. Cardozo, BG, how are we doing today? Um, uh, when is the Vanderbilt series? First, uh, first off, I, uh, we're playing at Vandy this year, correct? You yeah, it's, in front it's, of you? it's in Nashville. It's um, it's more towards the, uh, the the back end of the season, if I remember okay, right. I'll try to pull it up real quick. Okay, I know Arkansas. I heard Steve say Arkansas and Vandy back to back. Uh, but I didn't catch, you know, I'm going to rub. Sully was talking today, interviewed on, it was kind of interesting. Uh, he basically said, uh, when you're, you're with your arms, at least in the SEC, his, his been the number one, the number one most important is the Friday night starter, and the number two is your closer. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, it's hard to argue that. I, I, I totally understood his, his, his logic um, in that, but... Uh, you know, is that how much of that is? Is, is does Neely feel that way, or is he? I mean, I, I totally appreciate the starter, but you kept meaning us. Neely really wants to be a starter. Yeah. So, yeah, any, any feedback on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean that, and that's exactly what Neely wants to do. But Sully, being as good of a coach he is, understands. Like, why did they win that national title? Because it certainly helped. Yeah, the closer. It was Michael Byrne. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for what as many games as he threw and got him through or got Sully through and the rest of the team, like it, it was that important. I think it, it really changed Sully's mindset a- after that. So he wants to now have somebody that can throw a couple times down the stretch. And, and remember, Byrne was a starter too, and then they converted him into mm-hmm. into that role. So it's kind of the, the same thing. You want to find those guys that can be dominant and throw strikes, and that's exactly what Neely does. Sometimes he almost throws too many strikes, just, just like Byrne did. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, he'll, he'll throw a three Oh fastball right down the, I saw can't say the bad word, but, um, yeah, right. you know, things like that. Well, what, I mean, obviously command is, is gotta be number one. Cause in, in, in those pressure situations where sure. you're coming in, there's so, so no margin for error. You, you, you can't have your control. Leave. But after that, what do you think is most, is, is most important? I mean, to me, it seems to be if, whatever the word is so that you're pretty consistent between righties and lefties just because of what you're going to face. But what's your opinion after control? Is there something that really is the next key in a, in a makeup of a great starter? I mean, a great closer rather. Yeah. Be a, be an a-hole like have okay. have that mindset of you know this guy's not going to beat me and i think more than anything that's what neely has i mean he's he's a different dude as you know burn was really nice but like you didn't want to talk to him on a baseball field the same same with brady singer well, of course so I, I think that's that's what makes it's it's the mindset of saying this guy's 60 feet six inches away from me he's not going to beat me i'm going to shove it you know where so i think that's where when it's all said and done, that makeup is what makes you a good closer. Well, what was it? The Phil and Phillies and their nasty boys, Mitch Williams, and sure. so forth back in the day. Yep. Hey, um, uh, last one to switch to, to basketball. Uh, one 
concern I have, it seems like last few games we're falling susceptible to teams pressing us hard, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know that we've addressed that well in how we're attacking it. And if, if you're going to press the team, you want, they want to get turnovers, ideally, but if not, if nothing else, make you use up shot clock and that kind of thing. But there's got to be a negative, and the negative is breaking the press and getting easy baskets or getting guys in foul trouble, and we haven't done that. So it's one of those deals, if there's not much of a risk, then why not do this kind of a thing? And so my question to you all is, who's our best ball-handling big man? I don't mean necessarily a center, but um, you know, other than whoever's at the, at the point, you really want to have a guy who can handle the ball, whether it be making that diagonal pass or dribbling and, and, and you know, making them pay. Who, is, who do you think is best at that? Out of the big men, the front court. Yeah, not not the not the not the point guard really. I mean, yeah, it'd be, a, it'd be a swing, not a swing. I, you know. I, I think the big guys all pass pretty well. They're, I don't think anybody really stands out to me. But I was watching. I've been watching, but I'm like, I realize now this far in, I'm like, wow, they're pretty good passing the ball around. They 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 kick it back out. They, yeah, they, they reverse. Good vision. They understand it. They do. And, I think um, from from dribbling, Samuel's probably the best. Um, although he had a kind of a. a a weird turnover against Kentucky down the stretch, dribbling the ball. But I think, you know, if you had to say dribble skills, he'd he'd be that guy. No, I got you. If if if, if they're going to press us, I think we we have to have somebody put their shoulder down and get some of those those fouls. Uh, that it's it'll, it's just like a body blow. You know, it, it may not be great right now, and it's the same reason they're pressing. They may not get a turnover right now, but I think in the long run, if we don't uh, you know make them pay for it, then there's no disadvantage for them, and and so that's something we need to do. All right, guys, enjoy the show. Be safe. Go Gators. Right. Have a good weekend. Thanks. So, so the other thing about Verm is that, is that he um he come in and throw two innings. Two. He gives you a two inning yeah. save. He was like Mariano. Didn't have the cutter, but like he was automatic. Yeah. And it I, was crazy for a guy that was thumbing it up there about 88, 89 miles an hour. He's one of my favorites. And wasn't Horvath on that team with mm-hmm. him? Yeah. He was another one. Horvath made a great play in center. Yep. I know the play you're talking and about. If, and if he doesn't make that play, Gators may not win the game. So that was a special team. But if you looked at their analytics, you wouldn't they they wouldn't have panned no. out, you know they were one of the worst teams at least offensively that Sully's ever taken to Omaha mm. but they could pitch and play defense mm-hmm. and i think that's certainly a uh, a big deal all right we got a minute left who's winning the two uh who's going to the super bowl i like the ravens man yeah i they're, they're just so dang good they are good and then I'm rooting for Detroit. Mm-hmm. I watched that Hard Knocks with them and Dan Campbell. I, I like him. I, I, you know, he just. Yeah. Did you see when he was talking to the team and and he was like, "Look, guys, he was in practice and he's like, I just, I just need you to trust me. You wouldn't have to wear pads. I don't want to make you wear pads, but you have to be able to tackle. We have to do this. Just trust. And he just, he just poured it out, man. And he's like, I know, I played. I know it's hard. I know it hurts, but we have to do this. Trust me. And look where he's brought him, man. Yeah. I watched that Barry Sanders documentary. Oh, you did. You told Sweet. me about. Yeah. And just how bad Detroit was. Ran him out of there. That was a cool documentary. That was cool. Um, but now seeing what they're doing. You know, I'm, I'm going to pick them, you know, and uh, and the Ravens. Yeah, I'd like to see Detroit do it as well, and I'm right there with you, the Ravens. Right. So we'll see how dumb we are come Monday. And he would have been a Gator, yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson. Yep. He was a must-champ guy. If we would have kept him one more year, we would have had Lamar would've Jackson. Had Lamar. Anyway. Pretty crazy. All right, great stuff. Thanks for stopping by. You crushed it. Thank you. As always. Nick, thanks for pushing buttons, making phone calls, and everybody that uh, – had a call. We appreciate you uh, you tuning in. 
And if you missed any of the uh, the fun stuff, Chris Harry talked about the game tomorrow. Go back and listen to that. And uh, Kevin O'Sullivan's wife, Mindy, came on and talked about uh, dealing with Sully as a hubby and Rex and Brody Foundation. All great things. Have a uh, awesome weekend, everybody. For PG, I'm Jeffrey. Cheers. WRUF Gainesville. U251. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM.